0: There's a few things that I really like about living on the planet. And they're my preferences. For instance, I prefer to be early rather than late. I have preferences like I like to write things down in order to remember them instead of trying to remember them and they never get remembered. Period. Also, I prefer to get together with the saints in a setting like this and encourage one another and even those that unbelieve because I really prefer sharing the gospel above anything else in life. I don't mind talking to people about their asphalt needs, but that's way down the list, okay? It's way down the list, you know, like, yeah, buddy, you got a pothole and I can take care of that. But you got greater problems and I know who can take care of those, you know? (laughs) And it's really an exciting life to live. On the planet, James is uh, in Atlanta today. Uh, Jake, his son, their team has won championship level, and they're playing for a Southeastern Championship in Atlanta today. Wow. And so they are really uh, doing their thing. And uh, he's—they're entering into a lot of sports activities with their young boys. They play tennis, and they play soccer, and they play basketball, and they play football. And I say, James, welcome to parenting. <laughs> And I, I can remember when my boys were into sports and things like that. Now they're into the internet, and I don't know too much about that, so I have to let them have at it. Um, but life as a parent, as most of us know, is very exciting and very real. And uh, so God bless them there, and uh, keep little Jake safe as he gives his best on the soccer field today. It's good to be together with you guys this morning, and I'm excited about uh, sharing a few thoughts today. Uh, the, you know, the revelation of Christ never stops. I mean, it's just so incredible. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like what David says, With joy I drink water from the wells of salvation. And it's, the water just continually bubbles up, bubbles up. And it's always exciting to drink of that water, as you do, as we all do, as we walk in Christ. So let's begin the morning with prayer and uh, see what the Lord would inspire us through by whatever means we can get by just verbalizing or drawing or writing or something here that the revelation might continue in all of us good morning bob good to see you bro uh by the way right before we pray you know god's got cool ways of encouraging you i'm standing out in the hall just a few minutes ago and my usually i turn off my my cell phone and today i didn't turn it off and i get this call from this strange number i say boy this isn't hazel she's okay It isn't one of my boys. Who is? I I better answer it. I picked it up. And it's a brother that I knew 30 years ago in a fellowship that we helped start in Raleigh, North Carolina called Raleigh Christian Community. This brother is a saint walking in the finished work of Christ. I I flipped open the phone. I said, good morning. He says, Russ, this is Mark. I thought, Saint Mark? (laughs) No, no. Mark Shiver. He goes, Mark Shiver. I said, Mark. He says, I learned via the internet that you're going to be sharing today. He says, I just wanted to call you and let you know that God's going to speak mightily through you. And that I had to encourage you. He says, I'm on my way to meet with the saints. And I said, me too, bro. And uh, so, you know, the Lord has ways of just calling you on the phone and letting you know that he's thinking about you in big times, you know. And today he's got all of our numbers and I believe he's going to speak to us also. All right. Let's pray. Father, what a joy it is to to just be a part of the body of Christ today. What a joy it is to know that we don't have to get things all straightened out and things that we think are crooked try to make them straight, things that we think are upside down try to put them right side up. Lord, we don't, we're not even there. We're just resting in you because Father, the challenges that we see in the earth today and in the body of Christ, Father, we know that you have everything under control. It's in your hands. And we are in your hands. Today, Father, we just count it a joy to be living the life of another. We breathe in, Lord, yes, this air of this planet, but, Father, more than that, we live in the breath of God. You breathe upon us continually. And thank you for the fresh breath of your anointing today, Father, as our ears are opened and our hearts are pliable to the reality of the truths that will be shared today among one another. In the name of Christ, we give glory and praise. Amen. 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 One of the best ways that I know to talk about the revelation of Christ in the, book, the Bible is to start with page one. And a lot of times people will come to me about questions regarding the Bible, and they'll, they'll begin asking me things, and I don't mind being asked, but I, I ask, one of the first questions I try to respond to them is say, Well, have you read the book? And a lot of instances, they say no. And I said, I tell you what, let me encourage you to go to this particular passage and read it for yourself, and then let's talk about your question. You see, because a lot of times, people want to be fed like babes, and God's wanting us to move beyond babes. He wants us to really be fed on the meat of His Spirit. There's nothing wrong with the milk of the Word, but let people, encourage people to read the Word for themselves. Encourage people to receive Christ and the revelation of Christ for themselves. Not in a way that you isolate them, but encourage them to know the Lord personally. Encourage them to know them for themselves. And on the very first page of the Bible, Genesis 1, verse 1, if you have, you have a copy of Scripture, you might want to just take a look at this. I'm not going to read this entire, entire chapter, but some really cool things take place in this very first chapter of, of the book. It says, in the beginning, God. Now, I want to highlight that right now. We're talking about God here, okay? We're not talking about Con Edison. We're not talking about General Electric. We're talking about God, okay? God begins working at something. And it lists these works. And it says, by His very voice, He says, Let there be light. And the Bible says... There was light. And by the way, did you know that the sun and the moon were not created until four days later? Right. Had nothing to do with the sun and the moon. God said, let it be. It'll happen. That's the miracle that we all live. When God gives you a word, you live on it. it does, you don't have to wait on the circumstances. You don't have to wait on the next creative move. When God says it, you live on that word right there. You know, <laughs> Let there be light. And creation took place. It says that God made light on the first day and he looked at it God looking at light I love that just to to think about God looking at light but he looked at it and you know what he said about light? he said it's good I'm always thinking about that what's that movie that uh, there's an actor Bruce Almighty God Almighty yeah Every time uh, there was an actor, God would interact with man, and that he'd say something. He said, "That's good." You know, I see God looking at light. He says, "Good." Okay. The second day, he he created the expanses. He put the water above uh, the the the, the the heavens and the water below the heavens. He called it the the expanse. Okay. He looked at that on the second day, and his analysis of that second day of creation was what? Good. Okay. The third day, he created the dry land and the seas, okay? And all that kind of good stuff. The vegetation, the fruit trees, the plants yielding seeds. And he says he saw that. He looked at it. He looked at it and he said it was good. good. I love this stuff, okay? I'm not making light of it, but there's a point to be made here, all right? Okay? Then he says, on the fourth day, ah, the great two great lights and the stars that shone at night. He looked at it and he said it is good. All right, waters. The next day, the waters he created, teeming with living creatures, and all the birds that were flying in the air. He looked at that and he said, "It is good." Good. All right. The fifth day. All right. All that that took place, and then it says, "On the sixth day, he." Let me see. I'm getting ahead. Okay. Let the earth bring forth living creatures. God made the beasts of the earth, the cattle, and everything that creeps on the earth. And he looked at it. He said, that's good. But you know, he didn't stop creation right there. It says right there, he did something very different. I want to make a point here. God had spoken into existence light, planets, all the creeping things. Everything came into existence by the reality of his spoken voice. Everything was good. But then he did something really special from the things that he had spoken into existence, God now, with his own hands, says he takes the dust that he created with his own voice. He took his own hand now. He's going beyond his voice. He took his own hand. He picked up that dust. And he said, I am going to form man. We are not created By the spoken word of God. We have been formed by his own hand. That's the reason David said in Revelation, Before I was even born, you formed me in my mother's womb. The hand of God has formed us. We are very unique living in creation, but we are not part of creation. God has separated us away. That's the reason when God created us, He imparted to us the reality of His own sovereignty. He gave us the ability to live in creation, yet make choices. Oh yeah, what happened? God made man, and one of the privileges He gave to man was standing in creation, and God said, now I want you to name all the creatures that I've created with my voice. I can just see Adam standing on the mountaintop going, Man, that is one big ombre right there. I'll call that... Now, we call it an elephant in the English language. He probably looked at it and he went, In the spiritual language with God? He went, That is an uh, elephantus prontosaurus esophagus. <laughs> you know? I don't know what he said, okay? But he named that huge creature. And he found that little lizard and he went, Ah, Lizardus, expandus, apopos. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but he was interacting with God, and God said, I'm going to give you the privilege of naming all these things in creation. And Adam went about naming and naming, and he was having a great time. But then God did something else. The Lord goes, wow, this is cool. It's great that man has all these creative things going on around him, and he's naming them, but God did something else. The Bible says the Lord realized something was still wasn't quite right. You know how much He loves us when He sees something not quite right? He's willing to do something a little extra for us. Something that just blows our minds. God took this formation and He caused this formation to go to sleep. And from this formation, God with His own hand, not a spoken word now, with His own hand, took a rib out of this formed Adam and he took this rib and the Bible says that he fashioned now guys in our culture when we talk fat, when we mention the word fashion we think woman okay the term actually means God built that's where we get the slang term boy is she built okay alright cool, it's biblical that's right you know So in your mind, guys, when you have a hard time, if you look at something beautiful going by in the form of a woman and you go, boy, is she built? No, that's just a word from God, okay? Little humor there, guys. Okay, anyway, (laughs) God formed, God took out of the form that he had given to Adam and out of the authority that he had given to Adam about naming creatures, naming parts of creation that had been spoken with the word, God took, formed Adam and then out of that form, he fashioned or he built because he saw a need for Adam. He said, it's not good for Adam to be alone. I don't like his loneliness. I'm going to supply something that will make him complete. I spoke to some newlyweds here this morning. They were married in May? Yeah, cool. Oh, the way they were just looking at each other. I could tell it. I walked over. I said, oh, yeah. You know, can you imagine what took place whenever Adam woke up and God said, Adam? Adam? meet Eve. The Bible says that he looked at her. Well, I'm going to say this. It's kind of like reading between the lines. He looked at her and went, whoa. (laughs) And That's where we get the term, whoa, man. No, no, never mind. But whoa, realizing what God had done. And there was a part of him that was immediately fulfilled. And the Bible says that the two of them, Literally lived in the creation that God had provided and they walked with God. They walked with God. They walked with God. Now, we're going to fast forward quite a bit. because I want to get to a point here that's so cool, guys. This is so incredible. Okay. Fast forwarding. Man, given the choice to name animals, given the choice to really live with God, God said, listen, of all these things that I've created and put out here, there's a tree in here called the tree of life, and here's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You just don't want to eat of that tree right there. He was exercising toward man the affirmation that he, God had given him the ability to choose. Okay? His own sovereignty. All right? And man went along okay, did quite well. By the way, all the time from the time that God formed man after the creation... And he fashioned woman all that time. The Bible never really specifies what kind of what we call a time frame. They could have walked with God. They were walking eternally. They were walking outside of space and time. They were actually on an eternal plane where they, in walking with God, they had an exchange where the language between them and their maker was one that was continual There was a relationship. And even though he was there on the external, he was there also because they were robed with his presence. I want to talk to you today about the presence of God. The presence of God. Because you and I in the new covenant have been given the privilege to return to a portion and get a foretaste of what it means to really be a part of the presence of God. It's so, in. oh, I love this, I love this, I love this. Man goes along, we see where man is seduced by Lucifer, the tempter. They choose to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A lot of people, religion teaches us that we've, man failed as a result of disobedience. That's not true. The reason man failed was he chose to try to be God without God. Okay? God says, you, you cannot do that right there. You shall surely die. And the deception was, no, if you do that, you're going to be like God. No, you can't be like God without God. You just can't do it. It's impossible. So immediately upon that move of choosing, that's whenever time began for man. Aging began to take place. That's the reason we get older now. We're part of the fall. Now I don't know how many eons or generations or all that. I, there's things in the Bible that I don't understand. I'm gonna to have to leave up to. I got a lot of questions. I'm gonna ask God when I get to heaven. You know. I'm like, well, what about? It? Can you fill in the blanks for me here? You know. But the cool thing about it is. The, 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 the Lord puts enough in the, in the inspiration of the word through Moses here in the book of Genesis that we see that man falls and then there's generation. As people begin to age, it starts talking about how long these people lived. As a matter of fact, it says Adam lived something like 950 years or so after they got kicked out of this relationship with God. Well, a thousand years at that point was nothing. That's the reason a thousand years with the Lord is just like, eh, that day in the garden with them, you see. All right? Aging began to take place. Generations began going down. If you read further in, like, I think, third and fourth chapter of Genesis, starts naming down the generations and the generations and how many hundreds of years people lived. And God was still desirous. Oh, He had seen the plight of Adam, and He said, It's not good for man to be alone. And He said, I will fashion for you this this relationship now the heart of the father is looking at man and I believe he's crying out oh it's not good for man to be alone because for mankind to be alone just as much as he cared for a man he cares for mankind okay And he sees that man was on his journey to be alone. And he was actually heading for extinction. God actually was going to extinguish him. It came to a point in the book of Genesis where it says God got so upset with his creation and with the formation of man, he was going to actually annihilate them. But something really interesting was taking place. There was a person, and it lists several as a matter of fact, but there was one particular person. His name was Noah. And he says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The term found favor means Noah knew God by name. And God knew Noah by name. Amen. All right? Now remember, Adam had gone around, he's naming creation. All right? Now, after the fall, here's a relationship where God knows a man, counted him righteous out of the sheer fact. He hadn't done anything. There was nothing that he deserved. It was an unmerited favor. God looked at him and said, Man, I really like you. And it's not good for mankind to be alone. And out of that experience, God made a covenant with the man Noah because of his favor. And he says, I'm going to make a covenant with you, and I am going to place you in an ark. Now, the ark is a type of Christ at this point. It's it's one of the, the major symbols of the revelation of the finished work of Christ. The ark was prepared by Noah, God giving him direction. And the Bible says that then God took Noah before the great flood, placed him and his loved ones in the ark. And the Bible says that God closed the door and no man could open it. The floods came. There was an annihilation and an extinction of all the creatures and all that, the, the living things, mankind outside of that ark. But everybody, including man and the creatures inside that ark, were salvaged. They were saved. And the Bible says that the, the name Noah actually means rest. Okay? And uh, his father looked at, looked at him as a child and he said, his name is Noah because he will be the rest of From all the toils of this generation. God placed Noah in the ark. And when the floods came. God raised him up above all the confusion. And the turmoil. And all the desolation. God salvaged him. In the heart of the Father. He's going. It's not good for man to be without God. And God's looking on down. Looking on down. Looking on down. Fast forwarding. There's a visitation generations later. Gabriel, dispatched from the heavens, shows up in the life of Mary and says to Mary, Mary, you are favored among men. In other words, God said to her, I know your name. I've been watching you. I've been watching you. And so that all the prophets might be fulfilled, Gabriel, through the through the prophetic word says to mary because you're favored god himself he's not going to just speak a word something creative and something external happen god himself just as he went to adam and he caused him to fall asleep and he brought forth a fashioning of a relationship now God says to Mary, I myself am going to take my hand. And I'm going to do something in your life that's going to actually change the destiny of man. And out of that virgin birth came the incarnation No longer was there going to be a separation of God. God, seeing in his own mind, he's saying, Whoa, it's not good for man to be out there by himself. I love them so much. I love these. I see these individuals that have a heart for me. But I want a relationship. I want to walk with them. Just like we did in the garden. I want God, see, God is very jealous. He wants, man, I want to walk. I want to walk with Dale. I want to walk with Hazel. I want to walk with Jack. He wants to walk. He walks with us, guys. We, he, walks. he talks with us. He interacts with us. This is the privilege we have in the new covenant. Mary, she's like, how can these things be? I'm not even married. And God says, that's the key. This is going to be something supernatural. This is going to be so cool. I'm going to take, I'm actually going to impregnate you. And I'm going to bring forth the reality of the key. What it's going to be. For me to actually have a relationship with the mankind that I love. It's not good for man to be by himself. Amen. Right. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, but what about the name? You shall call his name Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Oh, yes. Adam was naming all these people. God, God let him name these. God knew him by name. Adam. Uh, uh, Noah. Noah. His father looked at him and says, You're gonna, your, your name is going to be Noah. You're going to be a rest. God knew him because he had favor. God knew him by name. God looked at Mary. Knew her by name. And now he says, I'm going to give you a name for your offspring because in this name, I'm going to make it known that every man of all mankind can have a name upon which they can live and I will have a relationship with them. It's returning to the creation where now no longer God is allowing us to have to name and become responsible. But now the Lord just simply says, If you'll rest in this name, in this name, I will give you a new creation. Oh, what a great experience. What an incredible thing. So God brings about this in, this incredible from I- incarnation. And, and through this incarnation, things take place like He fulfills the law. He walks perfect before God, the God-man. And then cr- crucifixion takes place. Burial takes place. The resurrection place, pl- takes place. The ascension to the right hand of the Father takes place. And Pentecost takes place. The Holy Spirit imparted back to the earth... So that you and I now no longer are in a posture where we're walking around godless, lawless. But you and I now are in touch with completeness. We're in touch with the finished, absolute work of God by faith. By faith. God sat down after creation on the seventh day. And the Bible says that He rested God, through Noah, rested the toil of his ages. And now in the New Covenant, the Bible says that we can rest in what God has done in Christ. We rest in that. Guys, you and I have the privilege of knowing the presence of God. Not someone out here that's brooding over the deep as before the creation. But as someone now who walked with Adam in the garden, who had a constant spiritual dialogue, always aware of not only him there, but the fact that we have been joined by faith through the Spirit of God because you know what he did in the new covenant God again just as he went to Mary and he says I'm going to birth in you because of your, your the favor I have toward you I'm going to bring about the fulfillment of these prophetic the, the prophets and I'm going to bring into to existence the means by which I can have a perfect relationship with you and then the Lord flips the coin and he says now I'm going to take my hand I'm going to take my hand I'm going to take my own finger and he says, whenever the Holy Spirit shows up by faith, when you believe, the Lord with His finger goes into your sinful flesh, and He cuts away the sin of the flesh, and He quarantines the sin of the flesh in your body, as James was talking about so many weeks ago. And then the Holy Spirit takes up residence within that quarantined area, and there your union in God begins, and your walk with the lord we walk with the lord tell somebody today or tomorrow that you walk with god they'll look at you rather strangely they will but in your heart of hearts you know you walk with god i know i walk with god and if god be with us if god is for us who can be against us No circumstances, no flesh trip. No, it doesn't matter. Yes, we still live on the planet. Yes, we're still aging. But greater is He. He's taking us from this aged doom experience. By faith now, He's placed us in the one who is ageless. And we now walk and we... Listen... Laying down the flesh is just another experience of life because we're living the life of another and it's yet to be revealed. So when we walk out of this corruption into the incorruption provided by Christ, we continue the eternal. We're back into the full expression of walking with God. Walking with God. Walking with God. My prayer today is, guys, is that you and I will be greater, more and more sensitized. Yes. Beware. God is not just close. He's not like in the days of Noah where He kind of just showed up and blessed them. Now the blessing itself, the great blessing of God Himself, dwells within us. We have this treasure in an earthen-aged vessel. that. The glory might be to the excellency of God, the Creator Himself, who has done a work. He's actually taken His finger and touched your life. He's touched your life. He's touched your life. God knows you by name. You say, well, He knows Scott. You know why He knows Scott? Because He's chosen that through one name, by this name alone, through, through this name, will all men be brought to God. When God looks at the name Jesus, and you say, I believe in this, what Jesus did, God says, "Ah, I know Scott. Amen. If you say, I believe in Jesus, God says, I know John. I believe in the Christ. I believe in the God-man. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in the ascension. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the supernatural work of God where I've been unionized with the living God and His Spirit dwells within me. He knows my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Russ Parker is so vital to God. He was willing to sacrifice everything. And say to you and to me, You're my formation. All creation, the Bible says, that whenever the Lord redeems the earth, it's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and earth. But guess what? Now in the middle of this earth experience and this heaven experience, we are a new creation now. Oh, be encouraged, guys. Amen. See the Lord in the, by which He really wants to reveal Himself continually in our lives. You see, I imagine in my own mind sometimes whenever Adam and Eve were walking in the garden, how they interacted God didn't speak to them in in English. He didn't speak to them in Latin, I don't think. Or Greek. I believe it was a... Just as they were clothed in the presence of God, they didn't even know they were naked until the glory and the presence of God had departed. They were clothed in the presence of God. That same presence is what clothes us today by faith. And our dialogue, just as it was in the garden, where Adam and Eve... They weren't talking a language that we know today. They were talking the language of the Spirit. You and I, guys, we live and move and have our being in God. And we're talking to Him. Not in English. Not in the other languages that we might know because we're bilingual. Language barrier is nothing with God. Because in the Spirit, there is a language that is of union. I call it the language of of our union. You and I are continually being able to talk with God and He's talking with us. But here's the cool thing about it. Our language, our dialogue with God is not leading us to continually to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Lord has raised up another tree. A tree of life. Whereas we were alienated from that tree that was placed in the garden, the tree of life, Whenever the cross was given up and Christ was suspended, that's whenever God said, here's the new tree, eat of it. Paul, Paul admonished us Amen. to pray without ceasing. I always in my own little religious mind tried to figure that out. How in the world, God, can I pray without ceasing? He says, because my relationship with you is not ceasing. We're, all, we're, we're praying in another language. You say, well, I don't pray all night. Even when you're asleep, God's got your name. That's right. That's the reason you will dream dreams. Young men will dream dreams. Older men will... There's spiritual language that takes place. So don't freak out whenever God tells you something. Just do it. Be it. Because we are eating now of the tree of life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil has nothing to do with us extinction. The Bible actually said concerning the days of Noah, that when God looked upon them, all he saw was that their thoughts were evil continually. Why? Because in our own flesh, we have a proclivity to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in that situation, evil usually wins. That's the reason the Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. And the only way that he can get away from this good and evil thing is for me to give him another tree to eat from. That's where Christ came in. The new tree. The life of another. I encourage you today, saints, in this. Rest in Christ. Live in the Spirit. Walk with God. With God, nothing is impossible. He knows your name. Our names, by faith, are written in Christ. And when God looks at Christ, He sees our names. Today, if anyone here is a place where you say, Man, I'm not even sure if God knows my name, the solution to that is so simple. You've heard the good news. And the good news is just by a simple act of choosing the sovereignty of God still within our being. By saying, I believe what God has done in Christ and I want to eat of the tree of life. I'm tired of trying to toil over good and evil. I can't figure it out. I want to eat fruit that God's provided. You know what God does then? He takes us away from the toil of trying to make the choices on the planet that we've always thought would either damn us to hell or get us out of grace with God or something like that. It's no longer part of the picture. We're not into the works thing anymore. That's why when we rest in Christ, we're like God when He rested on the seventh day. We cease from our toil and labor. We rest in what God has done, and He has now made it possible for all of us to walk, 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 walk. Now, I don't quite understand how you get resting and walking to happening at the same time. That's something else I still scratch my head and say, Now, God, you told us to walk with you, and you want us to rest in you. In my room, when I rest, I'm in my recliner uh, and But you say, walk with me when I'm walking. I'm out. You know, I can really get in some, uh, some cardiovascular thing going here, you know. So I don't quite understand how that meets. The cool thing about all life itself is wrapped up in knowing Him. So, whether we be going or whether we be coming, God knows our name. Let's walk with the Lord. Let's go with Him. Another thing in life that I really like to be a part of. I mentioned the fact that I like to be early as opposed to late. Another thing that I have a preference in life is I like to be on the winning team. Amen. I went to the UCF game last night. Had my little three-year-old grandson on my knee, and he's down there going, "Go night. You know, I loved it. You know, him little outfit, bumping him on my knee and everything. At halftime, we decided to leave because the score was 35 to nothing. UCF was winning. I was resting in the fact that we had the victory. <laughs> so we got up and went. We decided to go do something else. Okay? On the way home, we punched in 780 on the dial sports channel. And they said, two, three minutes to go. The score now is 56 to nothing, UCF. I was going, God, I really enjoy being on the winning team. And the Lord says, I know. Now, listen, God will speak to you in things. Yes. He'll, he'll, he brings... the. You're thinking one thing and the Lord goes, bam, look at this. God says, you're on the winning team. The score is the enemy zero. The other is infinity. You're on the winning team. Rest. Enjoy the victory. Today, we enjoy the victory. Ah! We rest in Christ. We live in His Spirit. We walk with God. To God be the glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be blessed, saints. Be encouraged. I'd like to just end it with prayer again. And then if there's anyone here today that would like to give a word of testimony or just a statement of thanksgiving to the Lord. I, it's, there's some supernatural things, a lot of supernatural things take place in our life. Just take a few minutes and let that happen. But Father, I want to thank you right now for the joy of being able to read the book and not just see the isolated experiences and the stories told, but Father, you show us broad sweeping brushstrokes of what you've done. And I thank you, Lord God, that you haven't left us on the planet Earth to be by ourselves, lawless and without God. But Lord, by faith, you have granted to us union with yourself. It's great to talk with you, Lord. And if I didn't believe that I could talk to you, God, I wouldn't be praying right now. To you be the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anybody got anything they'd like to share? Anybody at all? Word of encouragement. Goose? Yes. 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 Good bird. Someone else? By the way, for those of you that we've been praying regarding your physical healings, know this. You may not have seen the physical manifestation of that perfection and that miracle right now. God is at work in you. God is at work in you. They still tell me that I've got cancer. That's their opinion. God says, I'm healed. I was telling my wife this morning when I got out of bed, the best night's rest I've had in months. Usually because of my condition. I have to actually get up and go to the bathroom three, four, five times a night. And it just disturbs my rest. I got up this morning and I said, you know, sweetheart, I lay down last night. I got up this morning. I didn't get up and have to go to the bathroom. Now you say, well, now that's stupid, Russ. That's just a coincidence. you know something? It's a manifestation that God's at work in my body. I am in the process of being healed. And you know why? I'm choosing to walk with God. I'm not going to walk with medicine. I'm not going to walk with politics. I'm not going to walk with world situations. I'm not going to walk with wars and rumors of wars. I'm not going to walk with pestilences and high places I'm not going to walk with hurricanes and earthquakes as it was in the days of Noah yes it's going to be but guess what right there is when God shows up and he says you're not by yourself because I've made it possible for you to walk with me we're going with God God bless you guys have a supernatural way